By limiting the number of employees in a business or sector in order to raise the earnings of the workers who remain, unions act as labor cartels. Additionally, they impede economic expansion and postpone recession recovery. A 33% increase in the corporate income tax has the same impact on company investment as unions do over time in terms of eliminating employment in the businesses they organize. Unions help their members, but they harm all customers, particularly those who are turned down for jobs. The economy has less employment available as a result of unions. Over the past three decades, union members have lost the great majority of industrial employment. When considering legislation that would require workers to join unions, the government should keep in mind that union cartels impede economic progress and postpone recovery. How do unions operate? According to BM Project Solutions, unions provide a method for the middle class to grow and earn greater pay. Many heavily unionized domestic businesses have collapsed, according to critics, who claim that unions are bad for the economy. Whom should policymakers pay attention to? Economists have thoroughly researched what unions accomplish, and a thorough review of scholarly studies reveals that, although occasionally achieving gains for their members, unions hurt the economy. Average union members make more money than typical non-union employees. That does not, however, imply that increasing union membership will result in higher wages. Today, few employees who join a union receive a wage boost. What accounts for these seemingly incongruent findings? Over the past generation, the economy has gotten more fiercely competitive. Less power exists for businesses to raise prices without putting their operations out of business. As a result, unions seldom bargain for increased pay for recently organized workers. These days, only businesses with competitive advantages, like successful research and development, R&D, initiatives or capital investments, that enable them to pay higher salaries to employees are the ones where unions can secure better wages for workers. By negotiating higher pay for their members, unions essentially tax these expenditures by reducing earnings. Due to this union fee, unionized businesses cut down on investment. Companies with unions invest less, which lowers their competitiveness. This results in job losses for unionized enterprises, combined with the reality that unions serve as labor cartels that try to limit employment options. The availability of employment in the economy is repeatedly found to be reduced by unions, according to economists. Over the past three decades, union members have lost the great majority of their manufacturing jobs, while non-union manufacturing employment has increased. Research has also shown that widespread unionization causes economic slump recovery to be delayed. By making customers pay more for the products they buy or opt not to buy as well as by losing some employees their jobs, unions increase the incomes of its members. Despite benefiting certain employees rather than stockholders, they have the same negative impact on the economy as other cartels. Along with its influence on salaries or employment opportunities, unionization fundamentally alters the workplace. Direct negotiations between employers and employees who are unionized are not permitted. The only representatives for collective bargaining with employees are certified unions. Every conversation regarding compensation, performance, advancements, or any other aspect of working conditions must take place between the union and the employer. Without engaging in discussions, an employer is not permitted to alter working conditions, including salary increases. Final union contracts often portray employees as members of a group rather than as unique individuals. Unions lack the capacity to evaluate each employee's performance and modify the contract as necessary. They wouldn't want to do it even if they could. Unions urge its members to see the union as the source of their financial success rather than their individual accomplishments. As a result, seniority or specific union job categories are frequently used as the foundation for compensation and advancement in union contracts. 
rarely do unions permit businesses to base employee promotions or compensation on an individual's performance. As a result, union contracts reduce salaries, they boost the earnings of less skilled individuals while decreasing the wages of highly productive people. Wealth is distributed among employees via unions. In unionized organizations, salary disparity is decreased since everyone receives the same seniority-based rise regardless of how much or little he contributes. But the cost to companies is more equality. The finest workers frequently won't accept union contracts that restrict their pay, making it challenging for union businesses to recruit and keep top talent. Workers are attracted to unions by promises of increased pay for everybody. Numerous studies on the impact of unions on salaries have produced contradictory results for economists. Numerous economic studies compare the median salaries of unionized and non-unionized workers while controlling for age, gender, education level, and industry. According to these researches, the typical union member earns around 15% more than equivalent non-union workers. More recent study demonstrates that these estimates understated the real difference because of inaccuracies in the data used to determine salaries. Estimates that account for these inaccuracies reveal that union members often earn 20-25% more than comparable non-union workers. However, these studies do not demonstrate that joining a union would result in a 20% increase in the ordinary worker's pay, a correlation does not prove a cause. Although the average salary in Silicon Valley is higher than the average salary in South Africa after accounting for characteristics like age and education, transferring every worker from South Africa to Silicon Valley would not result in higher compensation. Not because they choose the best area to live, but rather because they have specialized talents and work for well-paying technological businesses, employees in Silicon Valley make more money than those in other places. In a similar vein, unions do not always result in salary increases. They may just arrange people whose salaries would be greater by default. Unions don't set up arbitrary businesses. They target well-off, big businesses that frequently provide greater compensation. Underperforming employees are difficult to fire due to union contracts, hence unionized businesses tend to avoid recruiting such individuals. High-earning employees avoid unionized businesses because they do not want seniority schedules to hold them back. To address this issue, economists have looked at how employees' salaries vary when they join or leave unions. The worker has the same abilities whether he is a member of a union or not, therefore this accounts for unobservable worker traits like initiative or diligence that increase pay and may relate to union membership. These studies often demonstrate that when employees join unions, their earnings increase by around 10%, and when they leave, their wages decrease by about 10%. Studies that follow specific employees do not demonstrate that joining a union inevitably results in higher compensation. Individual statistics do not take into consideration firm-specific variables, such as the fact that large companies pay higher wages and are more frequently the focus of organizing activities. While most of the economic research does not decisively refute the claim that unions increase wages, certain studies do reach this result. These results are difficult to reconcile with the overwhelming corpus of other research demonstrating that union members earn more than non-union members or with the compelling data demonstrating that unions have a negative impact on profitability. Union salary increases do not appear out of nowhere. They are funded by commercial profits. Costs are also increased by other union regulations, such as rigid job classifications and union labor rules that increase the number of workers required to complete a task. In order to meet these costs, unionized businesses sometimes have to raise their pricing, which results in clientele loss. The profitability of enterprises would be anticipated to be reduced by fewer clients and greater costs, and economists discover that unions have precisely this impact. Profits at unionized enterprises are lower than those at non-unionized companies. At every company, Unions do not always have the same impact. 
unions have relatively little influence to increase salaries and cut profits in markets that are competitive. Price rises are impossible for businesses without losing customers, but if union salary hikes are funded by operational profits, investors will look elsewhere for their funds. Not all markets, nevertheless, exhibit ideal competition. When businesses have a competitive edge, unions can transfer from profits to wages. Economic study demonstrates that increases in union wages result from spreading anomalous profits that businesses make as a result of competitive advantages such as a lack of foreign competitors or rising demand for the firm's goods. Additionally, revenues from successful R&D initiatives and long-lasting capital expenditures are distributed by unions. In a sense, unions tax the investments made by businesses by transferring a portion of the profits to their members. This reduces the value of making a new investment. Like how they react to investment taxes from the government, businesses reduce their investment in response to the union levy. Unions indirectly lower investment because they lower employers' ability to make new investments by reducing earnings. Economists would anticipate that as a result of decreased investment and the union cartel's deliberate efforts to decrease employment, unions will eliminate jobs at the businesses they represent. Economic analysis demonstrates that unionized employment vanishes over time. The goal of labor cartels is to increase the earnings of their members by reducing the number of employments in a certain sector. Over time, unions have a negative impact on company profitability as well as business investment and employment. Even under normal economic conditions, these consequences do not benefit the employment market, and they are especially detrimental during recessions. Unions, according to economists, impede economic recovery. Those that had more union members recovered from the 1982 and 1991 recessions far more slowly than states with less union members. In conclusion, simply put, unions do not offer the financial advantages that their advocates assert they do. They are labor cartels that deliberately eliminate jobs in order to raise member salaries. Unions are unable to boost wages through labor cartelization in competitive marketplaces. Higher labor expenses cause businesses to fail. As a result, unions seldom increase pay in newly organized businesses. Only at businesses that benefit from competitive advantages that enable them to pay higher salaries, such as successful R&D initiatives or long-lasting capital expenditures, can unions enhance wages. Till next time. BM Project Solutions